Hello and welcome to another Antique Dust pop-up podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Oh, come on, a little bit more enthusiasm there. <laughs> oh, go on then. Right, we have dusted down the quite delicious Quantum Leap. Um, this uh, was a sci-fi show that was shot between 1989 and ah, 1993. But, but was it a sci-fi show? Yes. Well, it was set in the near future, so it has to be sci-fi. Okay. So I should wear. Continue. <laughs> so, continue. Argument. Continue. <laughs> Mic drop. So, um, so it ran for five seasons. It ran for five seasons, and going on the pilot episode, God knows how it got made. Well, you suggested the pilot episode, pilot episode is not really... particularly good. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, don't don't sugar the pill, Jonathan. <laughs> sugar the pill. I actually I remember watching this when it when it came first came out. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I, it, well, I don't think it was a particularly like firm favourite. If it was on, I'd watch. It. I think it was on BBC Two. It was on BBC. I remember it being on BBC Two on a weekday evening. Yeah. So it, it wasn't something that. You'd, you'd have to look out for it, I think. You're, you're not going to stumble upon it by accident. No. Um, so the, the basic premise of the story is you've got the main protagonist, which is Sam Beckett, Dr. Sam Beckett, uh, who's got this timey-wimey machine which can go, which can send you back in time to alter sort of, well, correct problems in time within your own time frame. So from your time of birth, to, so you could only go within those type of remits so it was bought if you were born in 1964 you couldn't go back to 1963 so it had to be from 1964 onwards so you could jump into you leap it what we call leap into someone's body and their body gets gets leapt into the future and stuck in a waiting room while you try to correct this slight imperfection in time to smooth things out and if you've understood that then yeah. Well done. Well, I, mean, I think, I you, think you, I, you make it sound like a not very interesting uh, episode of uh, Sapphire and Steel. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose it is a little bit. The premise is very similar, where they're going through time to to fix to, problems. To, 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 to fix problems. So, yeah, I suppose this is a that sort of a slightly boys' own adventure of Sapphire and Steel yeah. without the delightful and delicious Joanna Lumley. Yeah, but I think the difference is that you know that Sam Beckett. Played by by Scott Bakula. Yeah, I think um, Dracula, but with a B. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's lost. He's lost he's lost in time. So he's he's leaping mm. get the terminology right, he's leaping from body to body. Trying to find his way home. F- trying to find his way home, fixing but every 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 situation he leaps into, there's something gone wrong. That he then has to work out what it is and then try and fix it. Yeah. And it's only when he's fixed it that he then leaps 
and he's obviously hoping each time to leap back into his own body and get home but he has 97 episodes of <laughs> leaping <laughs> from body to body and, ne- and never getting home no um which i mean there's a little bit of so there is a massive massive sort of quantum leap fan club sort of isms which are really really upset but we'll get to that bit we'll in a get little to bit that. The, the reason that he is in he's trying to find his way home is because it's new technology he's a quantum physicist and he's got funding from wherever and the, they're looking to they were looking to cut funding so he bit the bullet and then acted as the guinea pig just be, just to stop them not funding it to stop them holding funding for it so he went into a technology that wasn't a proven thing. Yeah. So which shows a little ready. bit of irresponsibility on his character. But then throughout the whole episode, it every episode, so it goes through American history. It doesn't, it's strange that it didn't actually go through any other history. It was all American history. Yes, he didn't. I, I, I'm presuming. I mean, I, I've, I, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every, every episode, so I can't say this for certain. But it does seem that he um, never leaves the shore of the US good old US, US of A which I don't know maybe maybe there's as well as that time restriction maybe there's the distance restriction that you can't leap more than 500 miles or something <laughs> yes. from, yes. from, you, from where, got, where your physical body is it's like an electric is. vehicle you can only go so far on one charge exactly, <laughs> exactly. it's just like that <laughs> So, so, so anyway, he's not. He's not. And strictly speaking, he's not alone. No, he has his um, sort of sidekick, his, his sidekick. Uh, sort of or partner in crime, which is Admiral Al Calvich, Calvich, uh, played by the gorgeous, gorgeous Dean Stockwell. Who really? I mean, the chemistry. In fairness, the chemistry between him and uh, uh, Spot Bakula is brilliant. Yeah, and re- that's not an accident. No, because Scott Bakula was cast as, as as Sam Beckett before any other actors were cast. So he participated in the casting process for the other for the other actors mm. and he recognised that there was chemistry between him and Dean Stockwell and he lobbied the producers to cast uh, cast him as I, uh, I, as Al. Because they, they, they do really bounce off each other because in fairness, Scott, Scott Bakula is very, very good looking, and he's a, and he's he's a good actor, but he's a bit bland, um, Ooh, controversial. No, he is a bit. He's he's very. I, I, I like him. He's very aesthetically pleasing. Athet- athletically pleasing. Uh, uh, well, he's athletic as well. Um, I mean, I, aesthet- aesthetically, is uh, is very aesthetically pleasing. Um, and I mean, he can, obviously he can act. He had he had a massive Broadway career prior to sort of going into the movies and television and that sort of thing. Yeah, he can definitely um, act. Oh yeah, he can but definitely. I, act. I think he's not he's not called upon to stretch himself particularly. No, he, 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 I mean he he, he sort of or at least not. In, I said to be to be not fair, in his earlier roles. Uh, not to, to be fair. I, mean, I think you know I will say that we've sampled some episodes for this podcast, yeah. but we've not watched every. All ninety-seven Seven. of them. No. So, so we can't be too definitive about anything that we 
But he was in Enterprise. It was it was definitely was the captain in Enterprise, and he looked delicious. They made full use of his physical attributes. Yeah, in the in the zero gravity shower scene, that was very delicious. (laughs) And very very deliberate. That there's there's no accidents. And also, he was in one of my all time favorite films. Um, Oh gosh, I can't think of the name now. Well, that's very helpful. Thanks for Uh, that. American Beauty. He was an American, um, and yeah, so, and and he was really good in that um, yeah. as the gay character that um, push. Uh, so of course he was also in Looking as well. Oh yes, he was, wasn't yes, he? He was the love interest in Looking. Yes, yes and he was quite had delicious in that. that I'd had forgotten about right. that. Oh my god! Good job I'm here then yes. to keep you on track because he because he 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 was the love interest um, for one of the characters, which and he was quite quite delicious. Uh, in that as well, so um, so he, he I, I think he probably wasn't taxed because he was this the leading man, good-looking guy. Well, he was the all-round nice, nice guy, and that's and that I suppose that's a good, that's potentially a good thing and a bad thing for Quantum Leap because he is so relentlessly nice. <laughs> he does. He has. He doesn't seem to have any. Flaws. You know. there's, there's no real flaws, and there's no quirks, uh, and there's nothing apart from saying "oh boy." Uh, oh yeah, oh boy! Yeah. Every time he leaps, yeah, which is yeah, which is quite good. And so we watched the pilot episode, which was very very long, two hours, two hours. Well, we watched the unedited or uncut, uh, uh, sort of pilot episode. They apparently have cut it and moved it around a little bit and made it a bit tighter to make it from two hours to 90 minutes. Right. Um, it did feel quite long. It, I did I start to fidget, I must confess. And I thought, it's oh also slightly stru- weird structurally because most it's it's a two-hour story, but it's it's one big long story with a, a, with a, a little, little short bolt thing bolted on to the so end. The, no, in the initial story, he goes in as a fighter pilot that's testing some sort of An rocket, X2. Uh, sorry, X, some X2. sort of rocket propelled uh, plane. Yeah, so it's a real thing. Yeah. It's, it's um, actually a real scenario. He's jet 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 catapulted into. Yeah, so I mean, so when he when he jets into these 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 these, these people through history, he doesn't pick up their skills he goes in with his own skill set so he doesn't actually like he's automatically a pilot so he's put in, in charge of a fighter pilot plane and he can't fly, and he can't fly. which was quite yeah, that was quite an interesting and that was, and that was quite interesting the way they worked that into the in, into the plot and he's you know and, and you know it's a, it's a plot point yeah and, well, clearly so, that he can't fly but, a plane I mean, there was there it was very nostalgic it felt very much like a hallmark well, all of the episodes we've watched, oh, uh, they all, all that, feel that, that quite hallmarky. It's that kind of homespun Americana it's, it's all, sort of thing. It's, that, yeah, it's all very it's cozy. A little bit cloying. It, it is a bit honest. cozy. I mean, there, 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 there were more. There were some stat, sort of really good high sort of high drama ones. They had a Heart of the Oswald one. They had uh, one in uh, Death Row. Um, also, they had another one where in the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. and so and they they, they went into sort of a, a similar stage of like To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so they have gone through some really quite sort of dramatic elements. The ones that we dipped into, we dipped into the pilot episode. Um, then we looked at the gay episode, which is in season three. The gay episode. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. Because one of the things that is clearly 
apparent is is the relentless heterosexuality of yeah you know you you know uh, Sam, Sam does uh, leap into women. That sounds strange when I say it out yeah. loud, but uh, if you see what I mean, yeah. Uh, but that's often seemed to be played for a a laugh, you know, because you get Scott Bakula dressed as a woman, yeah, as, essentially. But even then, you know, there's relentless heterosexuality, and, and even the gay episode, there's a big question mark. It's a it's, it's an unanswered question as to whether. The, the, the character that he leaps into is gay or not and it's kind of it's not answered and it's le- left as a, with that kind of does it matter well that's, that, that, that's what's actually said, I yeah, mean, that's what's in, said in the gay episode I thought it was, it was quite sensitively done um, I know you have probably declined that comment oh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to disagree with that I mean, I, it, was, it was done really well and especially for the 90s which was I mean it's like 30 odd years old yeah uh, oh, that's yeah. So this was probably like ninety one or ninety nineteen ninety. So so it had it was quite progressive, and so that he leaps into a naval college and one of the, the, the character he's like a, coming up to be a graduate in the naval college coming up to about twenty. Um, his roommate has been booted out of the naval college because he's gay and he's now running a gay paper and there's like a sort of a gay lynch mob. Not a gay lynch mob. <laughs> There's a lynch mob about lynch get, mob. going for, going for this anti-gay character. Anti-gay lynch mob. Anti-gay. So, uh, so I can't the, imagine a gay lynch mob. And but they use tinsel, <laughs> tin, tinsel nooses. Tinsel and glitter. <laughs> so, and unicorns, and obviously. choke to death on your own tinsel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and I thought it was quite, it was quite sensitive done, but it was done in a quite a soapy way. Yeah. And... It didn't really feel that there was that much drama, no. um, and one of the one of the things that did uh, did did stick out to me was that through most of the episode, Al, mm-hmm. his holographic companion, who is it turns out is actually a, an admiral mm. in the navy, um, voices very traditional attitudes towards uh, gay soldiers, having gay gay mm. people in the, in, in the armed forces. But then he has that road to Damascus moment right at the end when he suddenly realises the error of his ways and repents. And that just didn't, you know, that didn't land with me. That just seemed a bit, a, a little bit, bit too on. convenient. A bit too bolt on. And also you'd have thought it'd be a little bit more progressive because it was meant to be set in the, that he's from the well, future. Well, it's in the future where people have LED lights in their shoes and their, their, and their, their earrings. Their earrings. <laughs> According to the pilot episode, which did rather, well, fair, <laughs> it, 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 it did seem like it was an electric car, wasn't it? And it say so the dashboard, which was meant to be very futuristic, is actually similar to what my dashboard of my car is. So. Yeah, yeah. So. We're, we're, we're living in the future. We're living in the future. We are living. We are living in the future. We're actually living twenty odd years from <laughs> beyond where this was actually set. Because this is what we're saying. So the, the, the future was like the 1990s, yeah. <laughs> late 1990s. Yeah. So this particular episode we're talking about was Running for Honour and it was shown in in the US uh, in January 1992, the 12th episode of the fourth season. So it actually took, like, you know, three years to get to, to, to shoehorn in a, a gay storyline. 
Yeah, and so the, we watched the following episode to that, which was which is a, a fairly a, random. A, random it, was, it was a serial. Well, it was a, it, 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 the setup sounded like quite good. Like he's trying to stop a serial killer. Yeah, and he he, he jumps into a newscaster's body, um, and it's set in San Francisco in Chinatown, where some hookers and prostitutes and exotic dancers are being killed uh, by a serial killer. And he meets a psychic and has a, has a bit a of psychic. a psychic, not a sidekick, a psychic, a, a psychic. psychic. <laughs> <laughs> he meets a psychic who actually sees him for for who he is, who he is, as in a young Sam Beckett, because uh, the, the person he's jumped into is a 15, 59 year old news reporter who's very close, is about a month away from retirement, and I say his career seems to have taken a bit of a, a sort of a, an injection because. Apparently, he's being called about sort of murders that are happening by the serial killer. So he gets inside information. It all turns out that the storyline is it was a bit. It was a very. It was kind of romantic, but well, it was, was a bit yeah. weighty. Yeah, there was. A, it was very. It was a bit soapy, hallmarky. That when, yeah. when he develops, you know, the or having a relationship with the with the psychic. Yeah, and that seemed that that. That seemed a, a little bit preposterous. Um, and it was only did, did did he do that every week? Did he did he, no, he, did no. he have a rom- romance of the week? No, but I, mean, I think the interesting thing about it was it turns out that in another episode where him and um, uh, so Al um, sort of switch switch places, where Sam becomes a hologram for one episode. And Al goes switches into a body, and it turns out that sort of Sam Beckett is actually married, and he is in in the future. He's Dirty he, dog, but he can't remember that. That's part of his amnesia. He's got an amnesia aspect, convenient, convenient, convenient amnesia. amnesia. But he does have six PhDs in various sciences and medical and languages and, and hieroglyphics or. <laughs> Egyptology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. So yeah, so that actually sounds a more interesting episode, and I think that's you know if if we actually come down to thinking about thinking about this the, the series, um, I think I have problems. Oh yeah, what are your problems with with it? I think for a kickoff, I have a problem with it being an anthology uh, style show. So where every episode is a new story and a new cast of, of, of characters. And there there's a lot of television like that, mm. particularly American television like that, um, for 80s and 90s, um, like Star Trek The Next Generation, for example, which was, which was made in, in that way very deliberately because TV shows had to be sold into syndication and so they had to be capable of being shown in any order so every episode has to stand alone in, in some in some way so there's very little character progression or development or or series long story mm. arcs and nowadays because we consume television in such a different way you know with streaming services and so on that there's much much more episodic television now it just feels a little bit old fashioned yeah, I mean, it 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 has got that it, that th- that thing where 
you would, I think if it was done today and there is talk that there is going to be well there's always there's always, talk. There's always muttering there's always talk. but I, mean, I think if you had the story arc of say with, with sort of the, the, the now the sort of what template of story arc where you've got like sort of a major sort of season story arc and then you've got like an episode story arc and then you've got an overreaching two part story arc and three part story arc so you you have your main this sort of your, your, your sort of main story a main yeah. story and b and then c um and then you've got the overriding d which goes for the whole season where so they're intersecting going through yeah. the episodes yeah that makes far more interest and i think but it yeah, was, with, it, a, with with a, with an anthology style then the the it's quite it's quite hard to tell the story well i think there are a number of problems with that one is and i think you would probably identify that from uh quantum leap if we watched more episodes is that in a, in a series of 22 se- individual unrelated stories, there are going to be some good ones and there are going to be some Fellas. average ones and there are going to be some really crappy ones mm. because they're all, you know, they're all being written by different people and, and, and you know, the, uh, without much of a, without any kind of cohesive narrative. I think the other issue is when you're telling a different story every week with literally having two recurring characters then those are the characters that we have to care about Hmm. and they have to do a lot of heavy lifting to actually carry 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 the audience through all of those all of those episodes it's asking a lot from two characters to be the core and the other issue that i think is evident from that anthology story of the week style is that there has to be an awful lot of exposition, and I really that I really really felt that watching some of these episodes that there's a lot of people standing around explaining explaining the plot. Yeah. Whereas if it was told when it's told in a more episodic way, then there's more room to develop the plot. So we don't have to be. It's almost like we have to be brought up to speed quite quickly. Um, and conveniently, because obviously Sam Beckett has to be brought up to speed. He has to learn really rapidly what the situation that he's in. And that conveniently means that we as the audience are brought up to speed quite rapidly. But we have to be told. I can't, that. But then again, I, can't, I, quite, I quite like that. I, it, so as a, because it, I wasn't tuning in, it wasn't like one of these religious tuning in things. I, I might miss a few weeks or yeah. what and have you. And I, and I, I say... So, Tapping into it, it was fun. It was kind. It was wholesome. Um, it, there was a moral aspect to it, where it was like sort of good decision making. There was challenges, but nothing overly challenging. It, you didn't have to work very hard yeah. for it. It's not though you having to think too much. Now I have watched more episodes of this. Um, so I think I think of, of, for Quantum Leap than potentially you have and I've, I I still remember some really really cracking episodes um, where he say with, with one story it was like a bigger mist and that was that was a really comedy one um, and that it was it was it was done for laughs I know it's not but I'm obviously not saying that it's no, relentlessly that, bad no, I'm just saying that, that, that I don't it has think it flaws. would work today but I think I remember quite a number of these episodes 
Uh, and there was a really good episode where Sam Beckett sort of jumps into a Down syndrome child, uh, a sort of a young adult. And then in another episode, he he, he then sort of uh, sort of jumps into someone surrounding this Down syndrome child. So that sort of storyline went for two episodes, but in different series. Um, and that was quite interesting. And there was a really interesting... Um, when he was going into the Lee Harvey Oswald situation, there was two story arcs with that. And that was, again, that was... It was quite quite hard-hitting, really. For, su- for some of those episodes, were quite hard-hitting. I think the ones which we've watched prior to watching to, to, to recording the podcast it they, they have just turned into be a little bit soapy so do you think it's just bad bad I, I th- bad luck on our part i that think we so to choose I, some of the poorer episodes I th- yeah i think we, we, um, we i wanted to look at the gay episode because i've not seen that one and then we watched the the subsequent one the, the one after that one which sounded like it would be really good but then it turned into a bit soaparama yeah. Um, and I think one of the one of the absolute advantages of the way in which it was made with all these standalone episodes is just what just what you've said that you could watch an episode one week, you could miss a few episodes for whatever reason, and then tune into another episode and you could pick you straight can, up. You can you, you can do that because because nothing will have nothing will have changed that dramatically for any of the recurring characters that that it. It makes it hard to 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 catch up with. No, say modern, you know, na- nowadays because you know TV uh, TV networks aren't don't need to be quite so scared about having episodic episodic shows because they go into streaming services and you can catch. Well, catch people up. binge them, don't they? Yeah. So uh, if you if you miss an episode, that's not a big deal because you can you can catch up on it. So so there's there's. You know, you can be more confident in in commissioning episodic yeah. TV, and, I and think also episode uh, seasons are shorter. Oh, I think I think now. it would probably work better now if it was done now because they wouldn't have to make twenty two episodes because out twenty two episodes, I would imagine at least forty percent of it is quite fillery. Yeah, um, you know, I I think well, I think if it was to be brought back, then it could quite easily come back. Still in an anthology style, but with an American Horror Story style anthology. Because American Horror Story is an anthology series, but but each story it's not a story every week. Each story lasts a, a season. Series. So so Sam could leap into someone, if you pardon the expression, at the beginning of the 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 the, 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 se- the season, and then you could have a nine or ten episode story resolving whatever the 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 mystery yeah is and then at the end of that once that's resolved so so there's more space to develop the characters so we could have characters that we care about other than just simply sort of photo fit hallmark cookie cutter characters and i think it does fall into that sort of soapy thing i mean it sounds like the network because it was with um, was it yes, NBC? N- it was NBC. And NBC, I think, after three series, were ready to to give up on it, and then they shoved it off. To, they were planning to shove it into a Friday night schedule. The dead zone. The dead zone, which is the dead zone. Which nowadays, that the, the Friday night thing in the UK, at least, that's like the prime thing. 
So, yeah. Gogglebox time. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't go out now. On a we don't go out now. Or we can't go out at the moment. Not in sort of uh, sort of. Well, we don't pandemic. Because we're too too old. For, we're too for old. That, that, that sort of thing. Boogie about. on down at the discotheque. Uh, but apparently, they, they this was before the internet, and they had fifty thousand letters from Quantum Leap fans demanded it get moved back to the Wednesday night slot. Yeah. And the president had to do a comedic. Um, sort of a sort of announcement which was done announcing that uh, uh, it was going to be yeah. changed we're, talking, we're not talking about the President of the United States. No, the President of NBC. Uh, I, I, so, <laughs> which I, I we just saw a clip of that. That, yeah. that was actually quite amusing. Quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I think it's, it is it is really nice. It's a really good premise. And I think sort of... It's a really, in, it's a really interesting premise. I so watching. I was actually. I would have been more interested in, in seeing more about what was going on back at Quantum Leap HQ, um, because that felt actually there was more. There's more interest. There was more mileage in that, but that was what we didn't really get to yeah. get to. I mean, from just from reading about it, I know that there are some episodes which are set that they? are set or do involve more about about that. And actually, I and I think they sound like more interesting episodes than just when Sam leaps into 1953 and and solves a mystery. It's quite interesting because there are a few episodes which um, when Sam's leapt into someone's body and that person has leapt back, gone to the future, and is now waiting in the the waiting room. And there's a few episodes which have the dialogue with the person waiting. So we see them in the waiting room. Of course, what we don't know is what happens to those people when they leap back in do they remember or, or do, do they know out? what has, or, or do what they has suffer been the amnesia? going on do they have a sudden bout yeah do they have a sudden bout of amnesia and can't and there's a few days of their lives that they can't remember and do they think they've been abducted by aliens exactly or, you know there's there's all those stuff all that really interesting stuff that i don't think was ever really investigated, investigated. i mean i said so, so the last episode was really really quite good and because it's set in a, a bar and you've got lots of the characters that that have made impact into Sam Beckett's life, um, or for all his leaps, and uh, it, it sort of the episode ends with him leaping again, and then there's the closing credits which come up. So Sam Beckett never f- went home. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. That was the, the episode. Apparently, was written because there was a question mark over whether the series would be commissioned for a sixth uh, season. So uh, it was deliberately written to have, to have an ambiguous ending, so that if it was commissioned, it could be picked up again, mm. um, or if it wasn't commissioned, then it would be a relatively satisfactory way to to yeah. to, to conclude. And obviously, it wasn't picked up again, so so that 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 card was tacked on onto the to, end, on, on to the end, and saying that he never returned. Even never though they did misspell his name on the card, <laughs> the card. saying that Doctor Sam Beckett never returned home. No, and it's because they did they did shoot an alternate ending, um, which only came out a few years ago. It's very bit ropey, but it is filmed where um, Al, um, who in previous sort of is with his wife, and he's sort of discussing with his wife how to get back. In, so back to how to get him back, yeah. um, which would have opened up another, you know, because an, I mean, was an the, interesting sort of yeah, I mean, new, that would new storyline. Uh, that would be an interesting new storyline, and also Al 
so it was really quite because in some of the the time episodes so sam beckett goes back in time which goes into al's life orbit and personal thing and al was was um, held as a prisoner of war and his wife thought he was dead and remarried and al wanted sort of tom beckett uh sorry sam beckett sorry sam beckett uh to um uh, to to stop his wife remarrying and he couldn't do it in that timeline um however when he was in the cafe he goes back in time the very last episode go back in time and stops his wife marrying right. the other the, well, it's the all very wibbly wobbly timely it's all way, very wibbly wobbly timely thing which is really quite good because i think because he did change time so therefore he's He's put himself in perpetuity, um, and but saved his friend's yeah. life. So if if we could have, I suppose one of those things, if we could have had more episodes like that, they that that would be a little bit more interesting than the than the soapy story of the week. Yeah, but you couldn't sustain twenty two episodes no. a season. I mean, I think it's without one... without the soapy story of the week. No. Um, I, I think it was, it, yeah. I think it it was one of those things. It was done because it, I mean the TV shows were made for advertising revenue. They made a hit show. People watched it. They had to have some fillers because they had to fill the schedules yeah. to sell the advertising. To, uh, yeah, and you had to have a minimum number of episodes. That's why it's not it's not a coincidence that so many of these American TV series have twenty two, twenty three episodes a season because that's the minimum number that you need then in order to sell the show into into syndication with local tv stations yeah and i think it's i think it's all going the whole the whole tv schedules and everything are all being it's all being changed around it's all very different it's very different now the television landscape now is is so different to how it was when shows like this were, were being made if if quantum leak was being commissioned for the first time now I, th- I think it would be it would be Netflix, it would be Amazon Prime. It would be an eight or ten, eight episode, or ten episodes, episode run, very tightly plot, yeah. you know, plot driven story arc covering the whole series. And, and, and it would also have have the hook in. It wouldn't be an epi- It wouldn't be like an episode of the week because nope. you want to get someone to click to watch the next one to watch the next one. So you'd have cliffhangers at the end of every episode. So it'd be like a twenty four um, where. Where people, where he said, "Oh, got to watch the next one. Got to watch the yeah. other one." But although when I watched Twenty Four, I had to have a lie well, you were, down. You were exhausted. I mean, You're still ex- having a lie down. Huh? <laughs> 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 That's been not watched for ten years, but you're still having a lie down. I was having a lie down. I was like, "Oh dear, get attached to the, the vapors." But I, I, I like the premise. I like the characters. I enjoy the soapiness of it in in some respects. The pilot episodes. If I'd have seen the pilot episode, and that was it, I'd think, "Oh, that's boring." So someone obviously knew something, somewhere, somewhere. Uh, well, be- I guess he had faith in the faith in the writer, and and I suppose um, that you know it came it came from a a a, a stable, I suppose, of um, quality you know quality t- TV making. Um, Donald Belisario, uh, who was responsible prior to Quantum Leap, like Magnum. PI and Airwolf, so so there was a pedigree, yeah, in advance. So so I can imagine that, that you know a, a TV network would be prepared to take a bit of a 
bit, a bit of a risk because he, he, he was. He, he I suppose he, commissioning any new C- series is a gamble. He was at the top you of never his know. game. Yeah. But he was absolutely. I think he was at the top of his game when he, he came up with, with Quantum Leap. Whether it, it, what then transpires is, <laughs> is, is as good as it could be, I think we say that perhaps there was a few missed opportunities. Yeah. But it was incredibly popular. It ran for. Five, five. Oh, I mean, I think I, I honestly do think it would be up for a reboot. I mean, reboot. I mean, look at Star Trek. I mean, you've had the reboot with the Next Generation. Then you had um, Discovery, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise. So would it be a? So th- those are all. Those aren't apart from the films. Those aren't reboots. Those are continuations. So would you see a a reboot of Quantum Leap or? Would you see a continuation of Quantum Leap? I would do a reboot. Um, I'd probably have um, sort of Scott Bakula in as a in, cameo in, in a, a role in a role to keep that tangibility. He could be Al. It could be Al, or it could be something. It kind of turns up in sort of one or two episodes in each series. Um, but I think or I'd the do hand it. of God. <laughs> don't know but i think i would i I would do a reboot and i think it there was there is a space for it and uh it it would be interesting it'd be interesting if it did it not just in america if it was done european and europe wide and have like that doctor who thing if you're linked in with the tardis you speak every language so that sort of eradicates thinking of it then that's probably a really good reason why sam beckett didn't didn't leap into uh, a, you know, a, a, an old lady in the Middle East because he wouldn't understand a single word that anyone was saying. That's, that would be quite um, <laughs> quite be interesting. Inter- interesting. Like an earlier actually, episode, Val Dorado, where they yeah, had Scandinavians. Yeah, and he'd never, unle- unless he, unless he, unless of course uh, one of his doctorates was in. It was in languages, yeah. But but if unless it happened to be yeah, unless it happened to be fluent in Arabic, yeah, then he'd never work out what the mystery was he had to solve. And he'd never leap out of that old lady in, <laughs> in Tehran or whatever. Yeah, it'd be, for, it'd be forever doing the laundry. Um, so I, I think it would work really well. It's a really good. It's a really good premise, and I think it would it would work. And it's part of a little history lesson as well. And I think that's what's quite interesting because it went to it went snapshots of American history that I, I didn't really know about. Uh, when I first started watching right. it, so, so it was educational. It was, yeah, it was kind of educational, right. but in a in a Lucy. Well, then again, so is Doctor Who because Doctor Who does um, sort of those type of episodes because that's a time traveling thing, and it does go back to various pockets of history. Yeah, which, like that time when the Daleks invaded. No, no, no. I think it was. The, it, the, 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 I know. I I do yeah. understand that there is. So there there are some allusions to history, though I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't to, I wouldn't to set my, my 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 A levels on on the basis. Yeah, based of, on that Doctor Who episode, I know Who all episode. about this bit of history. But yeah, I thought that was. I thought. I think. It, I think it is really good. It's a really. It's a. It's a. It's a cracking idea. It was very very likable. Um, in the last series, they had they brought in an interesting concept where you had some rival time travellers. Yeah, there was that, sort of like a shadow. Um, a parallel, parallel universe that was trying to re sort of so you had two Undo jumpers the, two yeah. leapers that were one was trying to to rectify the things that that Sam Beckett had done 
and or, or trying to sort of sort of make make them his, wrong again make, make things wrong undo again. the undo the good but i think it was a little bit too late yeah well that that was in the in the last season so, and last it does season. it does sort of feel like beginning to scrape the barrel all right what do we need to do which would be new and because if that had been if that idea had been introduced right from the outset then that could have potentially been a really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is aspect, one of those things where if you had had a it just few, seemed to, some just seemed to be shoehorned in at the very end. Where if you, I think, if you had a few episodes of that, because that it did seem to be, the chemistry worked quite well, if I remember rightly, watching those episodes. So I, I think that would that that would work. It's like with with, with Bergerac, you had the Ice Maiden that was that always takes an appearance from series three, so a recurring a villain, recur, a recurring villain, and. Those episodes were always the best like, episodes. Like, <laughs> it's like when the master turns up. The master Doctor turns Who. up in Doctor Who, yeah. So uh, and so you you've got that. So the, the, the pedigree of this is really good. Um, he, the creator of it, Donald uh, Belisario, Belisario, um, he has gone on record saying that he has written a a film script, but it's more of a reboot rather than a sort of continuation right. um so that's got all the fanboys and girls super excited but nothing's come of it yeah. um but when i think it's only time will tell because i think that everyone's delving the depths they don't like no one really likes to create something new anymore they they don't want to take the risk on something new they want to take something which they'll, they're guaranteed to get a pocket of audience at least for the first few episodes and if they get it right then it builds up more traction like with star trek so, but well, anyway, anyway, what did everybody else think of Quantum Leap? Please have let us know. It? Inbox us. Do you um, remember it? Do you remember it? We have been asked to do sliders, which is another time you wind me one. I'm feeling a bit peckish, actually. I'm feeling a bit peckish. I could do the slider. Mm, yeah. Mm, nom, nom. Uh, so that's probably going to be our next one for sliders. Uh, but anyway, um, so if you have any insight on Quantum Leap or any nuggets of information you wish to share, you can find us on all social media networks at, at Antique Dust. You can inbox us, uh, DM us. You can slide into our DMs. You can slide into DMs. With like the sliders. So whichever sort of platform you listen to this podcast please give us five star ratings and a thumbs up a thumbs up it's like oh my god jonathan and rob are fabulous we are fabulous because we are <laughs> we I mean, are fabulous it's not it's not, it's not it wouldn't be a lie it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a lie we are fabulous ask so, anyone so in the meantime it's jonathan signing off farewell and this is rob saying bye-bye bye-bye you have been listening to an antique dust pop-up podcast